there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Cyrilda Summers-McGee. I want to ask you about workplace change in just a minute, but before I do, because your company is there to kind of guide human resources and executives in the workplace around diversity, inclusion, equity, all of the above, could you share with our young listeners, maybe even get them excited about how dynamic human resources as a field is right now. This actually is a field that's hiring, that's got jobs and and whatnot. For sure. I mean, so let's just start with COVID. COVID hit and people had to go virtual. Most companies in America were not virtual, especially government entities and healthcare entities. They were not virtual. They were in-person organizations and they had rules and policies to ensure that people felt Like they did not feel like they could be virtual. They needed to be present. So HR was the responsible entity inside nearly every company in the country to move organizations to being virtual. And then people had to do layoffs and they had to do furloughs. And that's hard. That's really hard work. But the entity that was determining who was going to be furloughed and how much money that they have to pay for staffing and where should the staff be located based on demand for the company, that all came through human resources. And then the paperwork and all the things to make sure organizations were compliant with laws and policies and rules and insurance that all came through human resources. So HR has been busy for three months, right? Like super busy. Then we get to civil unrest. Rightly so. Couldn't have happened faster. It's unfortunate that people had to die in order to get people's attention about inequities and disparities in the world, um, in America in particular. But we've got the attention right now. But the critique is now coming into the workplace, right? Like, that's why I wrote the article. There are a whole lot of HR pros who are not HR pros, but just like black professionals who are saying there are parallels. We're talking to each other and we're talking about the parallels. But then HR's responsibility is to to modify those policies. It's HR's responsibility to find that minority historically underrepresented talent and get them inside the organization and pay them fairly. It's HR's responsibility to see if your pay practices are equitable and consistent and transparent and fair and market-based. This is all HR. It's HR's responsibility to figure out if the data proves that you are disproportionately over-policing people in the workplace, meaning they're getting more investigations. They're getting more sanctions leveled against them. They're getting more discipline. Who's getting this discipline? Are you even tracking where it's happening? That is all human resources. Workplace change is going to happen through and by human resources and leaders. And it won't happen with leaders alone. It will require human resources to bring them the data and then to hold them accountable for changing. So, yes, we're hiring. Workplace change is hiring or the field is hiring? The field is hiring. Workplace change just, you know, just got out of a COVID. So we didn't have to do any lay- layoffs. 
but we're trying to restock the coffers here. Uh, so make sure we can continue to meet payroll for the next, you know, 18 months. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were telling me before we started interviewing that your phone is ringing off the hook. Uh, and I, I thank God every day that we have been priming the pump so that people understand what we do and they look to us as a resource. Workplace change was created for this moment in time. So tell us more about it. Workplace Change is a human resources firm, as you said, but we integrate diversity, equity, and inclusion tenants throughout all traditional human resources functions. And it's built on the premise that you will not establish an equitable workplace without HR evolving. Full stop. If HR continues business as usual with payment practice and employment practices, you won't get diversity, you won't have equity, you won't get parity or consistency. And again, I have grown up in the industry, so I understand the challenges that plague human resources. We're oftentimes underfunded and we're blamed for every mishap. Oh, I'd let you do this if HR said yes, but HR said no. And it's like, you didn't even want to promote that person. So why are you saying HR said no? So HR is kind of always the stepchild in, in most organizations. And so when outsiders come in and they level critiques of like, this is all HR's problem, it falls on deaf ears because we're always blamed for everything. But when HR critiques HR and we say we can do better and I can show you how to do better. It makes an impact. It makes a splash. And that's what workplace change is all about. It's about coming and helping to bring human resources to the 22nd century, right? Creating policies and guidance and governance structures to support the millennial who boomers think are entitled douchebags, right? And to say like, no, 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 they're not entitled. They just have different expectations. They don't expect to work for you for 45 years and earn a watch. They expect you to treat them right for the first three years that they're with you, or maybe the 18 months that they're with you and they're going to work their butts off for you. Like that's HR's work. And HR has to be the catalyst for those kinds of conversations and policy systems changes. That's what our company does. That's what my company does. Do you think that HR is empowered to make those decisions? Sure. No. Yes. Both. <laughs> the only reason I ask that is that I know that there have been other posts out there in social media. I've seen you featuring some by there was one woman in particular who was calling out Facebook and Google and Microsoft and Amazon, all these companies saying, hey, great, we really appreciate the uh, the black box. Mm-hmm. But You've only got one black person in the C-suite and guess what his or her position is? Diversity. diversity. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that this is what you're talking about when you say there's institutionalized racism. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are only certain jobs that they want black people to have. I can't tell you how many people wanted me out of human resources. I've had more people saying that I shouldn't be in human resources than those who who said that I should be. She's disruptive. She's creating change. We don't want change. We want, you know, Megan back. You know, Megan was great. Find a Megan equivalent. And it's like, nope, I'm here and we need change. HR has a great deal of power. But you know what? What is power in the hands of people who don't know what to do with it? And I think that a lot of human resources people, not all, not even most, but many, 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 many HR pros get these jobs and they treat the jobs as though they're administrative support representatives. They're planning pizza parties and birthday celebrations and Black History Month, you know, fish fries. And what the hell is that? I tell folks like, You have to step into the power that is bestowed within human resources. And I'm unapologetic in stepping into the power of HR. I know the impact it can have when wielded properly. And so 
there are some people who will claim they don't have the power because they don't want to do it. It's an excuse. It's like, oh, nobody's going to let me know you didn't go advocate for it. And there are other people who don't even know what to what to do. What does it mean to really be a, a human resources leader versus a transactional payroll benefits administrator? And so that's what I would say. I believe HR is incredibly powerful. There are so many powerful human resources pros out there in a variety of disciplines. We have to step into the power and then wield it properly for change. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.